Okay, so I had a vision like earlier and all I know is like I had a few visions. One of them woke me up out of my sleep and then once I woke up from that vision, something had told me like you need to wake up. You need to not be sleeping right now. Like, you can't keep sleeping. That's what's the problem. The problem is you keep sleeping. And I know that. I just don't care. Only because when I'm awake, I feel like I'm fighting a battle I cannot win. And it seems so unfair. So it's like, why stay awake for that? Like, my words are twisted constantly. Um, Like, Words are put in my mouth constantly. People are, you know, playing my name, dragging it through the mud constantly. A lot of these things you can get over. So what doesn't, it doesn't matter. But the one thing that I do want to do is praise God and worship God and be in the presence of God daily, all day. Like it once was and I can't do that. So it just feels pointless to be even awake. Why even be awake and like argue with the devil? You know, there's no point in being awake arguing with the devil all day. Like, I'm tired. I'm tired of playing the games. I don't want to play the devil's game. So why do I have to be awake? So, that's why I'm mostly sleeping. Like, people will say, well, why don't you do something that will keep you up? You know, there's hobbies. You can drink coffee. You can go out to to find things to do. uh, Read a book. All this other stuff. And I can't do any of that. Because it's like a game. It's like my life. They treat my life like a game. It's really like a game. Because. Excuse me. I hate to sound like I'm complaining. But when I try and go out and do different things with my life. Like. The reaction, the outrage that I get because of wanting to be in the presence of God. Like, people hate me. But I don't think it's them. Like, I know that they are just victims of this witchcraft just as well as I am. So, I can't even be mad at people. But at the same time, like, people are able to be used against me. So, I don't know what to do. I'm going to keep moving forward regardless, but like, honestly, I was just going to move to a different place where I felt that I would feel I would be more accepted in my walk with God and my fight for God. It would be more accepted, but when I went to Mexico, I found, like, it actually was. It's true. My walk with God, my fight with God was more accepted. It's true. Like, I go somewhere else and it will be more accepted. It is different. You know, outlooks. It's a lot of this treatment, a lot of different things I was going through. It definitely was. 
subject to the location. I hate to say that because I feel that everybody is different. A lot of people are different in one location. It doesn't mean everybody knows each other. Everybody knows everybody. Like, I hate to say that it's just everybody has the same mindset, which is definitely still not true. But it definitely was different, which is why I would never regret my trip to Mexico, even though a lot of different things went wrong or was still happening and, and continuing even there, I would never regret it because Mexico showed me something. Mexico taught me that, you know, if it ever gets to be too much, that's a fight you're choosing to fight. You can move. You can let it all go. You can uh, you can let all of that go. You know, you are not forced to be there. You, there is a choice. Like, you move to a different location, you come to a different place, and there are different people who feel different ways. Everybody don't feel that way. So when I got to Mexico, I realized, like, they had kept telling me, hey, listen, we're not against you. You want to move here? You want to, you know, get a job here? Excuse me, switch up your location? You know, change your scenery like we are accepting you you can stay here like they even prayed with me they protected me while I prayed they protected me while I read my bible and it was beautiful it was absolutely amazing and they demanded answers for why I wasn't given that environment an environment where I can pray they demanded answers they were not just automatically going for that. And I appreciate that so much. Like, thank you. Thank you. Even though I am not staying because you have shown me something more than, you know, more than that you are welcoming and accepting of me. You have shown me that I am there for a reason. I really am there for a reason. I was sent there for a reason. If I stay here, I'll be fine. I'll be great. I can see that. But I will be walking away from a fight that needs to be, or I don't want to say a fight that has to be finished. Because if I really felt like I needed to stay in Mexico, like I was really 100% done with this fight, that's what I would have done. I had no reason not to. I had a perfect opportunity to do that. I recommend anybody who goes to Mexico, definitely don't stay for just three days or just one or two days. You got, you got to give it at least two weeks. You have to. <laughs> You just have to. And every morning, I went out in the morning time. I got, I grabbed a coffee, which I don't recommend coffee, though. But every morning, I went out early in the morning around sometimes 6, other times 8. And I would just read my Bible. And it was so beautiful, so peaceful, so free like God is there and one night I was there my first night I was there I looked up to God and I said God you're here and he said yes I am and I am in everybody I love my people and he showed me that he was in each and every single last person that was out there and it was probably hundreds of people out there so like I was just I was just so, I felt that was such a blessing. Like, I I just couldn't do nothing with a smile at God. Like, I love you so much. I really do. And I see what you are doing. 
I really do. And I know I have some thinking to do about whether I want to go back or not. Whether I want to walk away from everything or not. And what was actually going on there. You know, I do want an answer. I want an answer about what I was going through. And God showed me. He gave me answers. Like, you can only get that answer from this individual. And that individual was willing to give me an answer because something about me being in Mexico and me being treated differently and me being in an environment where they were allowed me to thrive, they're not going to allow me to be stopped or hindered by anything that this individual is, you know, well, I won't say they, not anything, but, you know, they were just more welcoming. It's amazing how friendly, family-like they were. Like, they want, like, everything was revealed to me. And they just, you like, they was like, hey, look, we're, we're all, you know, we good. So, I will say what was revealed. And, I, you know, I don't feel like that's wrong to not to say what was revealed. But what was revealed was, excuse my, my stuffy nose. What was revealed was that somebody is like really in love with me. That's what it's about. Somebody's really in love with me. A lot of people don't want to see that happen. A lot of those people pretend to be on my side. They don't want to see that happen complicated because some really just don't want to see it happen others they don't want to see it happen under certain circumstances they feel that i deserve better in certain areas and i agree but on another note you know it took a long time to get here it took a long way to get here it's unfortunate that the entire time i was being confused and lied to so i can't really you know dwell on or embrace those milestone moments where we actually got to the point where you know I'm happy for you I want this for you you know or if we're not there yet like where we got to the point where it's like you know I want to fight for you or I'm warming up to you or you know I'm warming up to this situation or like you know I'm starting to see the future differently you know, if I never if I never could see it, I can I'm starting to want to see it now or I'm starting to be able to possibly see that now, you know, or I'm not totally against it. You know, I'm like wanting to embrace these milestones and I can't because I'm constantly being lied to and attacked because they don't want this to happen. And it's frustrating because it's like, I don't know if I want it to happen. What part is true? What part is not you know, regardless of what's true and what's not, one thing I do understand is that the way I've been treated and the treatment that I have been facing and going through, it feels like I've been alone with only God in a lot of different circumstances. And if I ever felt alone, that's what I should be. That's a fact. Doesn't matter who it is, what they say. But something that was also brought to my attention was well, 
Sometimes you feel alone with God doesn't mean you are. Which is a fact. But, you know, God is different. Because God knows everything. God is perfect. God is sure when he does things. And people, we aren't. So, you know, it doesn't mean that I'm right in saying that, you know, a lot of times that I was feeling alone, I was. Doesn't mean I'm right in saying that because I felt alone, that's what I should remain until somebody actually feels like they're contributing to whatever it is I'm doing. I had a vision before I went to Mexico, at least a week before I went. And it was a choice to be made. It was a guy whom I had grown up with or grown up around for a few years. And I dated him and his cousin whom whom we were introduced through was my best friend. They both came to me and they said, this is not about bias. We are not biased. This is simply about you and what you feel like is best for you and just simple good advice so don't feel like we're saying this because we want you to choose us or because we don't want you to choose that person just consider you and what you want that's it that's all it is unbiased advice and it was great advice i mean really good and you could tell it wasn't biased the advice was you can be something somebody so great you can do so much in your life you're amazing you're talented you're smart you can go places you don't need this situation and regardless of how great or good this situation seems the reality of it is this is not the best situation that you could ever have and honestly if you decided to go another route that being college or starting your own business or other things that you wanted to do in life, they would be better situations. They would be. And don't ever let anybody make you feel like a situation that you're in is the best that you can get because you know you're bigger and you're greater than that. You know this. So here is the opportunity right now to come here, over here, where you know there are no limits you know and it's not even about the limits it's more like not because not trying to compare it like it's more like come over here go to college trust in yourself you can be so much bigger and greater than the limits like i don't say limits but it's like how limited this situation can seem at times and it's more like a Oh, this person is internationally famous. That's the best you're ever going to get. That's more than most people ever get. You should take that. And it's like you don't have to be internationally famous to be extremely successful in your life. A lot of times sacrificing so much for that is not even worth it. But that is not necessarily the case. So let's talk about the other the other side of things, which I clearly chose. Because otherwise I would not be here. The other side of things were this person, despite what it looks like and seen in the, you know, the stereotypes, 
judgments, preconceived notions, all of that aside, you know, this person is fighting for what I'm fighting for. This person wants what I want out of life. This person is helping me to fight towards God and be the woman I want to be in God. And that's what I want more than anything. And if I have the opportunity to be her, I'm going to put everything into it. Like, it's about this person. Yes, because we are on the same page on the note. You want to be the best person. You want to be in God. I want you to be that. And, of course, I feel like that has a lot to do with this person being the best person. They want to be in God as well, of course. And then our families, too. This is about, like, God. Like It's about God, and he's above all things. And it's like, I want to, you know, go towards college, the college route. I'll still have God. He'll still be there. He'll never leave me no matter what I decide, whatever I choose and decide. I want to go to college. I'm smart. I'm, I love books. I want to have a degree. I love learning. I want to do all of that. But God has shown me like none of that is needed to accomplish where the, the, the levels he's taking me to. Granted, though. One thing that needs to be considered is the stress level. It's through the roof daily. But you just got to be built like that. And I feel like I proved that I am to a certain extent built like that. But am I going to, you know, am I? Because the thing is, like, to be built like that is to never doubt what you're doing. It's to never doubt the road that you're on. It's to never doubt you know, if you'll make it through. And I can't say that I do. I would just say that a lot of times with all the pressure and the stress, I, I'm doubting. I'm being, I'm being doubtful of that outcome, even when I'm not. And the way, only way I can make that make sense is like, I know God is going to make sure I get through regardless. He'll never take me through all of this for nothing. Yet still, is this what I want to do? Is this what I want to have to go through for however long it takes to get there? Because just because God says he'll make sure you get to that other side doesn't mean that there it won't be a lot more you have to go through until you get there. And it doesn't mean that it can be avoided, but it doesn't mean that it can't. That vision was a milestone for me because it was showing me that there are other options. You don't have to be so overly stressed like this all day and daily. Like you're not only just taking on your problems, you're taking on someone else's. But that's okay though because that person as well is taking on my problems as well as their own as well. Now, one thing I just could not appreciate, which also was brought up, was why not just tell her what, what who you are, what's going on? Why not just tell her, why are you hiding? Why are you lying to her? That's what's elevating the stress level. Because you're hiding, because you're lying. And this person, this person, this person's response was, well, 
She knows who I am and why I'm hiding. She knows why it's best to hide at this point. She knows why it's best for her not to know who I am and why it's best for it to be this way. And she knows my intentions and that I'm not hiding because I'm hiding something. So if this is the best way to get her to who she want to be, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hide. But I'm not hiding. You know, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> I chose that. I got good sense. I chose that still after everything. Even though the frustration of the lies and the back and forth and all that stress is sometimes a lot of times feels so unnecessary. Like, is there not another way? Is there not another way? But I'm sure, like, based off this person's intentions, they would not, you know, spare a chance. You know, I don't feel that they would spare a chance if it were a better way. That being said, though, (laughs) I'm still at this stage right now where it's like, you know, what is that, though? What is that? That piece of me that's like, I feel like it's my better judgment. I feel like it's my better judgment. It's a piece of me that's like, hmm. No, you know, uh uh-uh. uh, like I don't know. Are they really doing the best they can do? Are they really giving it they all? Do they really care how much you care? Do they really? Because that needs to be addressed. If they don't, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You can put your all into yourself. You can make it so far. And that's how I feel like I'm doing. Like, I'm putting my all into God, which is putting my all in, back into, like, he's going to pour that back into my cup. My cup overfloweth. It's not even about this person. This person just happens to be on this path of my journey with God. So, I don't even know how to feel about that anyways because... It's it's also it's also misleading to make it seem like it's about this person. It's not that it's not, but it's definitely not that it is. This person is involved, but this is a walk with God, meaning with or without this person in my path, this is already what I would have what I am doing. Like I don't say what I would have been doing, but what I am doing. Like when I decided to pursue God, this person was nowhere on the radar. When I decided to get my life to God and to do whatever it takes to be with God, this person never even was in my thought process. I had no idea. I had no clue. I don't know if this person did. I had no, absolutely no clue. I would never guessed. And that right there, I feel like is saying a lot. You know, they're there because God sent them. That's what it is. God put them there. And that's just genuine. Like, because if this is a walk with God, you know, God has me wherever he wants me to be. Genuinely, I believe that. Because, you know, 
as many different places I wanted to be, as many different times I came so close to being somewhere completely different in another place and making the opposite choice of what choice I made. God led me. It's only by his might and only by his power. It's only by his spirit, truly, because there's no other way. There's no other way. There's no other way. I promise, like, if it were up to me, like, I would have ruined it a long time ago. I really would have messed this up. Like, I wouldn't be here. Like, I don't know. Nobody would. I don't know. I would be, uh, like, I mess every, like, I don't say I mess everything up. I make too many mistakes for this not to be God's power and God's guidance. Clearly. Clearly. But it's by listening to him and it's by allowing him to guide me. It's by trying my best to trust in him and build my faith in him that I even got to this point, this breakthrough. Like, so many different things he's revealed to me. Different people I've never, never, never would have suspected or guessed. And it's only by him knowing everything and being the almighty power that different things have been revealed and without him, I would not be here. Without him, my sister would not be here. Without him, my niece would not be here. Without him, my mother would not be here. Without him, my brother would not be here. Without him, my family, my friends, my faith, my trust. Like I said, me, nothing would be here without him. So it's him. It's God for sure. He's making that clear. But like, and there's, I hate the butts, but. Like this person said as well, even though does this person, what this person said matters. If I chose what I chose. And, yeah, you know, that's it for whatever else it is that person said. I'm sure that would be ideal to do. But And I'm not holding on to it or throwing it in anybody's face. I'm trying my best to be very careful with that because if I were going to throw it in anybody's face, I am, you know, competent. <laughs> so it means, you know, what I'm trying to say is, like, if that were I wanted to be, that's where I'd be wouldn't have to throw it in anybody's face I don't play games like that you know I try my best not to play games like that but it's like this person made a point and God did not give that opportunity for no reason this person made a point but I didn't choose that point though because clearly that point didn't mean more than the point that was made on this end the issue for me is like even though everything was laid out on the table and everything was what it was in that time and I had ample opportunity to weigh all the options and I chose the option I chose and I feel like that was a solid decision. Like I was there anyways. Like this person was bringing a new fresh perspective on everything and it was relieving. It was refreshing that people were, that, that somebody was there actually entertaining that side of me that I'm burying based off of this being the better 
obviously most better option. You know what? You know what I mean? What it's like. Listen, like, this is clearly the best option for my life. This is my purpose and my destiny. But that doesn't mean that that does not mean that there aren't other opportunities that will work as well. That will work amazingly. Actually, this just happens to be better and more perfect in what I need, what I want, all of that. But that doesn't mean this opportunity is not amazing. And honestly, I don't feel like the opportunity that you're choosing is really what it is if there's not other opportunities that are so amazing and great that could work out for you that you're turning it down for. Like, it requires sacrifice. It requires choosing that, you know? Yet still, you know, afterwards, I still wasn't 100% sure. Even though I was 100% sure. Like, I had, like, five chances. More than five. Even when I woke up from after the five different chances, it was still a, hey, it's still a chance. Hey, I'm still here. Like, you can still choose me. It's like, nah. I know I chose right. So why am I still dwelling on it? I'm dwelling on it because, like I said, that refreshing perspective is something that I feel like I have to bury because I'm choosing this option because it's the best option. And when this situation gets so stressful and overwhelming, am I so wrong to consider that option? Like, in a way, yeah, because when you think about it, make up your mind if this is what you want this is what you want that's no longer an option there are no options this is the only option and that's what i've been on that's the tip i've been on for so long but it gets to the point where it's so overwhelming and stressful it's like, i can't do this so then do i still have the same amount of support at that time or am i doing it alone i can't tell because i'm being i'm in the blind and it scares me because even though I know this person's intentions, I don't doubt them. It's more like that's too scary to have to trust you blindly because is that for if you decide that you want to start being conniving? Like you could and I'm trusting you blindly and that's kind of part of the whole thing working out like how it should. But more so, there's no security there at all. Besides just trusting that you are secure, I'm securing you. But it's more like trusting that I'm secure in God. But we have choices. And I can't say that you might not be facing the same thing with myself. Does that make it fair though? Because why aren't you in the blind? Why am I the only one blind? Why am I the only one deaf? You clearly know everything that you're doing. You clearly are fully aware of everything that's going on. Everybody else is. And that's the one thing that I think is probably the most hard to accept. Like everybody knows but me. I don't think anybody understands what that's like. To really be that one person whole world who is just not in on it. Has no clue. 
but you're being fought for. People are fighting on your behalf and you just have to trust them because this is that one test where it's like, God wants you to humble yourself enough that, yeah, it's easy for you to be blinded and trust him and lead him blindly because you put all your trust in God. You know God's perfect and he'll never do you wrong. But what if God forces you to trust people who can do you wrong? You have to be humble enough to be done wrong, even if that's what they decide to do. Because you have to know that the ultimate outcome is worth whatever it is you have to make it through. And then being at that stage where it's like, I've been through so much at this point, there's not much more you can do to me. So, yeah. I know where I'm at and what I'm doing and where I'm where I'm going, I guess. So, I don't know. I chose what I chose. No matter how rough it really is. Like, it's so rough around the edges, don't make no sense. Almost no form. But solid. I feel like that was offensive, but it's okay. I I know what I meant. But regardless of all of that, this is what's been what's being exposed in Cancun. Hey, somebody's in love with you. I remember being in a car on the way back from the beach, and somebody was talking to the taxi driver and I hate this part of it because it feels like everybody is managing me like I cannot do anything on my own but I have a good mind and if you ever decided on me could that not have been a part of why you decided on me because of my good mind I don't know maybe not (laughs) that doesn't mean that's that doesn't mean automatically that's why you chose me but I hope it is I hope that's one of the, you know, aspects of it. Hopefully it was. It is. Because I do make mistakes and there is a lot going on. It's a lot to explain to go with that. But as well, but as even though I do have a great mind on me, I can survive. I made it this far. So... I hear the taxi driver conversating with this individual but i'm like blacked out and zoned out at the time and all i know is i heard the taxi driver say yeah man no no i get it man you don't want no man you don't have to apologize man that's love i've been in love before or he said i've been in love before he was just like you're in love you know (laughs) it was so funny because it's like this taxi driver was speaking nothing but spanish before only a little bit of English and it said that and I was like oh wow okay so I was meant to hear that because if I wasn't I wouldn't have heard it but like I still wouldn't I still didn't want to recognize it for what it was because I said how in love could somebody be well I have to go through all of this you know but also consider maybe they're doing the best they can. And then being a little selfish and thinking, is this the best they can do? 
and I feel so bad about that because imagine somebody doing the best they can possibly do and they're doing so much and you're thinking it's the best you got. Selfish. But I've been told that you're selfish. Even God said it. God said you're on a mission. And in the midst of your selfishness, people are being deprived of things. Which is why you're so many things. Which is why I feel like I'm so hard on you. And I'm not answering every wimp, every every call. Because it's like you understand that you're being dependent on. And you're depriving certain individuals or certain things that I have you assigned to. You're depriving them when you're being selfish because you feel overwhelmed and pressured. But you have a responsibility. And you can do it. You just need to. Understandable. And that's completely disregarding all the complaining I want to do about how hard it is. And how nobody could possibly understand what it feels like to be in my shoes. Despite all that, I still have a responsibility. God understands, and he still said that. And he's always right. So, that's pretty much like case closed, nothing to say back. End of story. But, you know, all I can do... All I can do is move forward, try my best to be better. And every chance or opportunity I get to crawl if I can't walk, do that. That's all I can do. Then once I can crawl, I'll, you know, I'll crawl. Then once I can walk, I'll walk. Then once I can run, I'll run. But up until this point, feels like I can barely move. But I'm taking every opportunity I can get to make a move. So that's all I can do. That's all I can do. It's a 24-7, 365 job. And I'm working hard around the clock. Doing my best. I'm sure somebody's like, no, you're not doing your best. I know your best. You could do better. I don't even want to say I like to see them try. So many aspects and so many levels to what I'm going through right now. I don't even want to provoke anybody right now. (laughs) Or myself. Or God. God can use anybody so he can replace me. A lot of times that's exactly what I want him to do. But... He didn't because, not because he can, but because he's like, this is for you. Which means it's something really, really, really great. He doesn't want to give it away to anybody else. No matter how much I've begged him to give this responsibility to someone else. He's like, no, it's for you. I want, like, you don't even understand how many people are jumping at the opportunity to have it, too. All things considered, I, I 
I don't feel like anybody would really want it, but God knows. God knows. And I'm not facing a bunch of jealousy and hatred and a bunch of sabotage because nobody wants this position. That's a fact. They want me to believe that nobody wants this position so that I can no longer want it. But I know what I want it for. So... One thing that they kept doing in Mexico, which I love about them, because it's like the city of love. Mexico really is a city of love. That's one thing I realized while I was there. I was like, wow. What what city did they say was the city of love? Or the country of love? And I was like, wasn't it France? I think it was France. But no, it's Mexico. For sure. It's definitely Mexico. And like while I was there, I'm like, this is really the city of love. Like, they're so romantic here and how can i already know that every song is like you know i love you my heart is pouring out to you and you know (laughs) every song is so romantic you know listen to the spanish music listen look at the way that they dance the salsa the culture all of it is really romantic it really is and it's definitely the city of love And so while I'm there, like, (laughs) couples, okay, so this is what's so crazy. I'm by myself. I'm with nobody, or at least that's how it looks from the outside. I don't know how it really looks. Like, it's so complicated. And couples keep walking by me or keep coming to sit next to me. There's couples everywhere. And they keep coming to sit next to me, and they're just rooting for me. They're just rooting for me. And they're like contributing. Where before I got there, people would attack me. They are like loving on me. They're like, you know, woo! And they are like rooting and they are doing all of that. And then they walking by with their couples and they start kissing. And then they start hugging. They start like holding hands and like being so happy together and loving each other. It's so much love. And I'm like, what are you trying to say, God? Like, what are you trying to say? Because, like, before, like, you know, every time little things like this would happen, where it's like I'm getting a little hint of what's going on, trying to figure it out. I started getting attacked, talked about, you know, I don't want to talk about it because, like, they kind of got me in this mood where it's like, don't talk about it. Let it go. Don't let it bother you. Trust me. And then while I'm there, they just walk past me as a couple. I'm like, it's not even offensive. Why isn't it offensive? I'm here with myself and with nobody. Why isn't it offensive that they're walking past me kissing on each other all boldly and want me to see it? Like, it's not offensive at all. And they're making it clear. We're not trying to offend you. We can't. This is a sign. 
And so I realized, like, oh, I must be not alone. But the more I try to realize that, the harder my days would get. So, like, I start realizing it, and it's like, no, I got you. You can realize that if you want to. Then, like, now I can't do anything. Go to bed, go to sleep. Don't, you can't be out. People are going to scream stuff at you. All this other stuff is going on. I'm like, maybe I should just stay because I love the way that they treat me here. They are not, I mean, of course, my idea, ideally, I want it to be better. Of course, ideally, I want it to be better. But this is so much better from what I was just dealing with. I'm not even trying to brag or put too much on Mexico. I'm just saying what I, what I experienced in. I still had so many questions, like if. I'm really coupled up or in a relationship with someone, then why am I having all of these visions with different guys who are showing interest in me who, like, it feels like I'm dating? Like, what's really going on? And, like, if I'm really dating this person, if I'm really in a relationship with this person, this individual, is it the whole time? Because, like, I'm not a cheater. If I know that I'm with somebody, I'm with them. So I must not be with anybody. So it's like, it feels like lost hope. But, like, I can kind of hear what's going on, but at the same time, I kind of know, you know, I've been here. And so I wonder if it's just a show that's being put on because Mexico is such a lovey-dovey city. Are you putting on this show for them because you know they'll go for that? Or is this legit? Because I will say, regardless of being here or not, there are different things I've faced, I've gone through, I've seen before I got here that, you know, would definitely support this narrative. But there's so much, too, that negates it, that doesn't support it at all. Meaning, it's like, do you hate me or do you love me? Which one really is it? And it's kind of scary because it's like, I don't know if I hate you or love you either. It's the more scary part is the love part. Like, I'm okay with hating you. I'm really okay with that. I don't know if that's scary, but I, yeah, I'm kind of okay with hating you because it feels right to hate you a little, sort of, kind of. But it also feels right to love you scarily. It's weird. But I've been going through this for two years now, and it's like, all for you? Because I swore I was fighting for God. And he's clearly in it. But whose side are you on? Like, (sighs) 
a lot of times I'm fighting so hard and I try to get in the mood I try to get just like okay if it's true let me believe it just a little bit not a lot just a little bit let me believe it just a little and that's when so much negative energy so much so many demonic aspects so much I'm doing so much fighting that I have to start praying to God and giving the glory to God. And once I do that, it breaks off of me. And I'm like, you know what? It's not that. Because I wouldn't have to break you off of me. If you were of him, you would stay. You would be there when the demonic energy is being broken off of me. Unless you are. And wherever you're at, you're so close to my heart and to God that it feels like it's me. So I start playing with that narrative. Only the issue with that is... There is no issue with that if it's true. Actually, that would be the only way that this person would have been able to slip past me like that. They're so close to my heart. They're so locked in. They're so deeply hidden in me and in God that they're undetectable. Except in certain instances when I have to get really clever to seek them out and find them. They're also that clever. Unless it's just me. (laughs) and you know that's another thing I have been dealing with I've been dealing with this narrative that's been pushed as like you know they're trying to tell you it's different people it's different things and it's different you know aspects that are helping you get through these situations and these issues and it's really you and they're taking the credit for your work what you're doing they want to take the credit because because why you know what difference would it make so I'm battling with that I don't want to believe nothing that they say they've lied so much I can't believe what they say and I know they did that for a reason because even when the truth is being told I want to know what to believe unless I really follow my heart so I know why God did it because he wants me to learn how to be able to do that unapologetically and without mistake if I truly listen to him I'm listening to my heart so I have to trust myself. And I trust him. I don't trust me. I don't trust me. Because so many different times I say yes and I mean no. And I said no and I mean yes. So I don't trust me. But he's teaching me how. He's teaching me how to trust me by trusting him. Because if he trusts me, I can trust me if I trust him. That's what God's teaching me. I get that. I'm trying. I hate to say, does he trust me though? That's still me not trusting me. I 
I'm scared. I won't lie, I'm scared. I hate to admit I'm scared because I'm not really scared of, I'm not scared of Satan. I'm not scared of these demons. I'm not scared of, you know, this spiritual warfare. And I'm not scared to fight my way out of hell, but I'm scared. And it kind of reminds me of this song. Like, I'm not scared of hate. I'm not scared of negativity. Negativity. I'm not scared to fight. I'm not scared to bleed. I'm not scared to get down in the dirt. I'm not scared to die. I'm not scared of all this rough, tough, buff stuff. But I'm scared of the sweet, the love, actually getting what I deserve. The peace, the forever. I'm scared of that. Like, I'm scared to make it to heaven forever. I never had to fight again. I never had to worry about another thing. I never had to stress about another thing. I never had to ever worry about negativity. It's just positivity for the rest of eternity. I'm scared. I'm scared. Because I don't even know how to live like that. I'm sure God will teach me when I get there. But I'm scared what that even feels like or looks like. I'm scared of pure joy, pure peace, pure love, pure happiness, forever and not another problem ever because i don't never think i'll ever have it it's not i don't feel like i deserve it it feels like i'll never have it i've never had it i've never had it feels too good to be true jesus feels too good to be true because i feel like i'll get my hopes up expecting that that could ever happen and i'll never get it i'll get exactly what i've been getting let down so yeah I'm scared of real love only cause I feel like it don't never exist and I'm scared of forever cause I don't feel like that ever existed either I'm more comfortable with the sabotage and the negativity and the hatred even though I fight so hard for peace I feel like I'm just gonna always have to fight for it I ain't gonna never not have to fight for it. I'm not never gonna just have it. But I don't wanna speak that because I wanna just have it. What am I fighting for then? Maybe I just like fight. I do. But you work hard to somehow experience and grasp what it is you've been working for. You want to one day get that. You don't work to never get that. Like, you ever tell somebody, you want this, you have to work for it, but you never get it. But you're going to be working, you know, to never get it. So you're working for nothing, really. But you're working for the thought of getting it, but you'll never get it. You think they'll work for it? Think they'll still do it. That's what I feel like I'm facing a lot of times. Except I can get it. I just don't believe I can have it. I've seen too much. That's a lie. I haven't seen nothing.
But <laughs> I'm going to just say this before I go because I was reminded of it earlier and I think it might matter. Earlier, I was reminded one day I rushed to the bathroom, which is the cleansing room, dropped to my knees, and I started worshiping God. As I worshiped God, I heard a voice say, you know, let it go. Let it go. I know you're holding on to it. Let it go. Just let it go. Why are you holding so tight, fighting so hard for this? Let it go. This is what's keeping you from your breakthrough with God because he wants to hear you admit these things. He wants you just not to be just repentant. Admit this stuff that's in your heart that you're locking down. Admit this stuff that you won't admit to yourself. Stop fighting about everything. Everything doesn't have to be a fight. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try this out. But God didn't even all the way let me do it because it's something in there real deep that if I let that go and it, it fall on the wrong ears, I swear I will never trust again. I would never trust again. But it was something that, you know, I'm still very protective of to the point where it's like I still got a little taste of that never trust again. And I said it. And when I said it, there was like, see, I said, don't say it. When I said it, this person showed up, revealed himself, showed their true colors, and said, I finally got you to do it. I broke you. I got it out of you. I broke you. I'm so glad to have broke you. Like, this is what I'm waiting for. Because apparently I broke them a while ago. So they got to break me back. They vowed it. The scariest part is that wasn't even what it was that would have broken me. But the fact that they even got that makes it feel like, so you really need to, you really need to break me. Okay. You might even be here when I do. Because I can't promise that I'm just the strongest woman in the world and I'm not going to break one day. I might break and you might be here. Depending on how diligent you are. How, you know persistent you are you might be here when i break maybe soon might be take forever might be right before i die you know but that right there just that revelation and hearing that and going through that it was like oh my gosh I have no idea. I want to give up. I want to quit. I want to, oh, I don't care. I want to not care about God. I want to not care about being better. I want to just go off and just be whatever I feel like being and and not care whatever. Who cares? I don't care anymore. I'm giving up. I don't care about the progress. I don't care about what I've done. I want to just let it go because how could somebody, how could God allow somebody to play over me like this? But I did realize, though, God didn't let them get anything, but he let me get enough to see what they are trying to do and who they are and why they would need something like that. 